Welcome to the Wrong Kind of Music Podcast. Uh, this is episode three. This is the lockdown special. Uh, as you can see, we're all uh, socially distancing. Everyone's staying at home. Um, me, me and Clara actually live together, but for the, in the interest of simplicity, we're in separate rooms. Um, join, so, yeah, joined today by Clara. Also got Phil with us. Um, and we're going to talk about fuck, mostly the impact that uh, lockdown's been having uh, due to the coronavirus and then we've got some other releases and stuff that we can talk about um so yeah we'll, we'll get stuck in um first of all how are you guys doing doing good i'm eating yeah. a lot which is we all are. a yeah. problem yeah. Well, doing, all right. doing, doing all right just not uh just have you know feel like i haven't left the house and well i probably because i haven't but uh yeah. you know, sure uh you guys are both working from home is that right yep yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that helps actually put in an awful lot of time. I'd hate not to be yeah. having something that can occupy me. Like. Oh, fuck, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm living the furlough life, and I am loving it. I'm absolutely fucking loving it. And I am absolutely loving you living the furlough life, because, yeah, yeah you, you're, like, giving me morning coffee, you're making me lunch, I'm getting tea in the afternoon, and, like, my dinner, and you're cleaning, and you're tidying, and I'm quite happy for this to be, like, yeah. This is You've got a wee servant now. I really yeah. do. Tea and coffee, boy. Um, right, so I mean, we've all got a load of extra time. Um, so what have we been listening to? Phil, anything new? Um, I think the sort of the last wee, uh, couple of weeks there, um, we've had some huge amount of releases, but like, uh, we're talking here, I think I've stuck on uh, that new Malevolence EP, uh, which is pretty, pretty tight. Um, I, I'm not a big Malevolence fan, um, you know, well, sorry. I don't know. I might be. I think. I think I'm going to become after sort of like I never really give them the give them the time, but I think now it's like yeah, you know what? That's just filth. I like that. Yeah, give me it. Give me more. Oh, yeah. So there's that a bit more of that. Uh, there's Trivium in there as well. That new release of theirs. I suppose Draconis released their we uh, uh, album as well, which is pretty tight. So like yeah, loads of loads of brand new stuff um, <clears throat> kicking about there. No, no yeah, major, major releases. I listened to that Trivian album uh, yesterday or the day before. Yesterday it was. Um, I actually I haven't been listening to too many new releases because I've, I've, I've got this thing in my head that I want to make this 1,000 song playlist of like 1,000 songs I love from like all the time I've been listening to music. Um, so yesterday it was like, right, come on, listen to something new. What's, what news out? Um, and I got the Trivium, the new Trivium album and the new Havoc album, and I kind of listened to the two of them almost like a, like putting them head to head, which one's better. Um, and I think both of them, both of them actually start pretty weak. Um, like the, the Trivium one, there's about four songs in the middle that are pretty decent. First three are a bit wank, the last three are a bit wank. And then again, the Havoc album starts off, I don't know, just uninteresting. But then towards the end of the Havoc album, I think it's, is it called V or Five? I don't know. Um, five, whatever. There's about four absolute bangers in a row. Uh, one of them's called like Pan Pan Schism or Pan Schism or something. Um, yeah, that that is out and out the winner, like of those two albums. Um, and like yourself, the new Malevolence EP, um, two great songs on it. The third one, I'm still a wee bit unsure about. It's uh, no, that third one really grew on me. I really, yeah, it's I fucking really weird, better. like. I don't know. I don't know where the influences are coming from. To me, there's a bit of like alt metal and new metal, and it's almost ballady-ish. And I know they've got Turn to Stone, which is like their big sort of like slow, almost sort of like hardcore does a ballad thing. But that new song, I'm just I don't know about it. It's weird. Don't know. Claire, you've been listening to anything new? 
like international um, releases? For a while, the Code Orange album mm. pretty much was on repeat, I think, for a week solid. I just didn't listen to anything but that. And yeah, love it. I actually was listening to, fuck, I forgot the name of the second, Forever. No. Is it that's the, second the previous one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's the previous and one. And I actually think I prefer the new one now to it, which I didn't see happening. The the, the new album um, didn't make much sense to me. I couldn't get into it until I watched that live performance. You know, the live show they've done in the empty room. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was right at the start of lockdown. Once, yeah. once I watched that, then going on to the album, it was like, ah, right, all of a sudden, this is just, this is clicking now. You know, I think that goes with a lot of music. You know, once you see it live, once you see it performed, it makes it so much easier to get into the music afterwards. There's an absolutely spectacular, um, you know, show that actually, you know, considering there was nobody there, there yeah. was absolutely, there was no, so, uh, we, uh, there was no we, we, sat, we sat and watched it with a few beers on a Friday night and like throughout it, you almost forget you almost forget that there's no audience there. And then there's points where the camera kind of cuts sideways and you see just an empty room. And it, it's it's absurd, but it's it's brilliant. Um, I would definitely sit and watch that again. Yeah, um, no, the album, you know, as Claire says, like it's one, I think it's probably my favorite album of the year. And there's been yeah. some massive, massive releases this year already. Like, you know, I suppose we're in the end of May now. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, there's been such top quality stuff coming out. But I think for me, it's that one is is just stands at the top yeah yeah i think i agree with you i think that'll be my release of the year so far as well yeah um okay. body count album i listened to it oh fuck it as yes well. it was it feels like it was released forever ago but it does because i remember standing in voodoo talking about it and being out at a gig standing in voodoo just seems like a fucking pipe dream at the minute really oh. um we kind of segued quite nicely onto um kind of uh, discussion of the month, I guess, um, the effects and the impacts of um, COVID-19 and lockdown, quarantine, call it what you will. Uh, just before mentioning that, um, the guys at Metal for Life uh, wanted me to give them a shout out. Um, they are a mental health charity, if you haven't heard of them. Uh, they're still working hard through lockdown and they're doing free support and chat groups. Um, if you're struggling, if you're having any sort of mental problems or anything like that, um, you can get in contact with them through their Facebook page uh, or there's an email address you can get them that will be on their Facebook page. Um, great guys, doing great work. Um, so check those guys out, Metal for Life. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, lockdown, haven't been in a gig in, I don't know what it is, probably about two months now. 50 um, years. Feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, how, how are you coping without a gig, not going to gigs? I'm missing the social aspect. I really, really am. The whole getting out, seeing mates, having a laugh, watching bands on stage, letting off some steam. And I'm yeah. drinking so much more now as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, definitely. I'm sort of also drinking a bit more than maybe uh, I ever have. But um, no, I, I like, I just, again, it's, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, I miss that. That's my Friday wind down, you know, yeah. so that's, go out to Friday evening that's and then see some bands that you know um I mean I think the last one I was at was kind of just in that really it was a really odd vibe about it it was that um acid age um yeah and crossfire gig um and voodoo I, 
Innisfreeing, I think it was called, the other band was from Scotland. And it was yeah. just kind of like, it felt it felt really weird. There was um, a few people at it, it wasn't too busy, but it was kind of like that last hurrah before lockdown. Um, and it just, there was a, just a real weird vibe just about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I totally missing it. Totally, when, totally missing it. When you were at that gig, was there, I mean, were you aware that this is going to be the last gig for the wine? Um, no, it, it kind of hadn't gotten that that way but i think you know there was kind of this talk of like social distancing coming in so it hadn't quite got there yet i think it was the week before patty's day um so i think that was sort of around maybe the 12th or something i can't remember of uh march but you know it was kind of just that real uh lead up period into it and it just it just had that feel about it that you knew it was coming you kind of got the sense it was coming um and it wasn't at that particular time because I remember speaking to James and like at that time the medal to the masses the following week was still happening I think on the 20th so it must have been yeah about the 13th or something but um you know that was still happening um but yeah uh odd real real odd yeah the switch happened so quickly though because I mean that's what you were saying I think that was that Friday night and I remember being in work on Monday and then Tuesday was St. Patrick's Day. And basically on like St. Patrick's Day, we kind of got the message saying, yeah, don't come in to work tomorrow. If you can work from home, work from home. And then it was officially all the buildings got shut down that Friday. It did just suddenly, because I remember sitting at work on Monday going, will we be here on Wednesday? Oh, probably. And it just went so quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my, my last gig was uh, Wolf and Grand Vegas. And... I, I left before the end. Um, I was shooting it for Rock and Load. Uh, really enjoyed Wolf. Thought they were absolutely fantastic. They played for the camera. They were great in that sense. Um, then, did we talk about this in the last podcast? Am I repeating myself? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> um, and then Grand Megas came on, shot them first three songs, um, stayed for another few songs, and then I was just like, you know what, it's, I'm going to call it a night and head home and get these photos edited. Um, in hindsight, like, it's, what the fuck were you playing at? You know? I regret not going to that. That at both of those gigs, it was like, uh, no, well, yeah, not not really feeling that. I'll go to the next one. So my last one was the I think the Metal to the Masses the week before, when this whole it was just a, this was never a possibility. I don't think we be were even discussing it at that. Yeah, and and then after that, there was there was this weird period where gigs were slowly getting cancelled, and I, I don't know about everyone else, but it it just seemed obvious to me that nothing was going to be happening for a long time yet loads of people seem to be holding out i hope this happens hope this happens hope this one doesn't get cancelled and you know now it was kind of like a week at a time this gig cancelled this gig cancelled i mean we're sitting we're sitting a month away from what ramstein and maiden playing belfast and yeah. those those gigs are not officially cancelled yet and i just think that's bizarre absolutely bizarre i know there's reasons for it i know that they have to wait until you know, maybe the government gives certain advice before they can, you know, actually kill the gig. Um, but I imagine for both of them, what it'll be is it's they'll announce the whole tour going, hopefully in well, one go. Maiden have been doing it. Maiden have been doing a country by country, sort of like the Spanish dates are cancelled, then a week later the French dates are cancelled and whatnot. You know, I know that Ramstein came out. With a statement and said, "Where you know, can you can you bear with us and please be patient? We're we're working on things, um, but you know, if 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 anyone's still thinking that in a month, a month and a half's time, 
there's going to be eight or ten thousand people going to a field together. I mean, it's just no, it won't. It definitely won't. You know, um, no, it's, it's totally a thing. I mean, you know, we see with uh, your like uh, Randy Blythe kind of. Uh, put it quite well it's like if you think you know you're going to go to a field or you're going to go to a gig and you're going to go to a metal concert and there's going to be respect for social distancing you're completely wrong and <laughs> you know it's it's like you know if you're just if you're just you know if you, you you know yourself you kind of get in there the music starts playing and all of a sudden couple like, beers. Hit, you know, a couple of beers yeah, yeah. hit and yeah you know it's not, it's, have yeah. you seen the dr the drive-in concert? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I I can't imagine anything with less atmosphere in anything. I I think it would just be, no, I could not be fucked with that. I now do want to see a circle pit with social distancing in it, kind of like you know the lines drawn and sort of the guy that just I have an I have an image in my head now and it's amazing. <laughs> what wall of death? Don't get too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just running at the yeah. actual wall. The wall, of <laughs> yeah. the wall of social distancing. Oh. Fuck. Um, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of gigs have been cancelled. A lot of gigs have been um, postponed. And a lot of those mm -hmm. postponements are going to the likes of September, October. I mean... The, the first lot were to like June or July. And it was just a yeah. case of that's just not going to happen. It, yeah. I mean, what what do you reckon? Do you think there's think people are wasting their time putting these gigs back to September time, or do you think that's a possibility? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on it, and, and it kind of ties into I was going to bring it up as well that you know promoters are announcing gigs for the likes of October, November, and stuff, and really, really we don't know um, is is there we're going to be able to have gigs at that time? We just don't know. But I kind of think if all the promoters and all the bands just go, right, there's no point booking anything, there's no point planning anything, and then we get to the point where it can open up again, there's going to be a big empty period before anything happens. So it's almost like, yeah, those gigs that are being booked, yeah, those gigs that are being put in place may not happen, but we kind of need stuff kind of at least slotted in there so that if things do open up again and we do slowly start returning to normality, we're going to have gigs to go to rather than having to wait four months for, for promoters and bands to get their act together. I like what the Skins have done where they, I think, have their local pub venue and they have, there was originally the Saturday night and they've now done it for the Friday night and it's basically a the first night after lockdown gig so the date is to be confirmed but yeah. it's uh, as soon as the shit's lifted we're going out and we're partying. But obviously uh, I'm imagining loads of venues can't do that because bookings and stuff but uh, someone on the Facebook, Michael McCrory, he he asked the question, um, how do you think gigs, big and small, will be handled in the near future once lockdown restrictions are eased out? You know, what, what do you reckon, Phil? Um, yeah, I think, you know, touch on your point earlier, uh, you know, September is actually pretty damn close whenever, I think, you, you know, you, you could conceivably still have, have not be running a gig i think you know big gigs arena gigs are out the window that's not happening i don't think that's happening um even smaller gigs like you know academy size gigs limelight size gigs um like you know, you know there's there's still thousands thousand odd people two thousand people you know in, in a very very close environment um and sort of i suppose like uh you know they're they're 
how how do you run that? Like how do you be um, you know cognizant, respect people's uh, distance, you know, or, or how do you do it? It's 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 going to be a, a weird one. I do see local gigs being probably the bastion where whereby we're going to be consuming live music for probably mm. the next wee while. Um, you're not going to see, I don't think, you know, tours. Um, you know, uh, for until maybe possibly like the the end of the year. Uh, no, we're scheduled to go and see Parkway, and I think it's November. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like that's an arena gig of what fifteen thousand people, and maybe more. I don't know what the, what the size is there, but like it's that's that's a huge amount of people. It's like have have we have we got there yet? Don't know. Yeah, I think I think the arena gigs are going to be like the last leg. That will be the end of it. I mean, the way I sort of if I had to make a prediction, I would assume that there will be like a capacity cap that as things ease then that cap will be raised and raised and raised. For example, step step one, I mean, I'm talking in terms of music and mass gatherings, you know, you can have up to 200 people in a room and that might run for a month. And if everything's still okay, right? Step two, you can have up to 500 people in a room. And I, I, and think, I think that's a way it'll go. So we'll see the likes of Voodoo opening first. Then, you know, maybe sometime after that, we'll maybe see the likes of Limelight opening, eventually the Ulster Hall, eventually the SSE Arena, that sort of thing, you know? But I then, think if you look at what Ar like Ireland announced, was it this week? You know, they've basically put in a rough timetable to take up to the end of August of this is what we kind of think now, and they're slowly going to ramp up opening things. And I think that gives you a good idea looking at that. Like, down south, there'll not be any gigs till... August and that's at the moment I imagine that timetable will probably slip as we enter a second peak and yeah. that I think there could be a bit of that you know they're going to ease restrictions cases increase restrictions are tighter again yeah so there was another question we got um from Christopher Engel he asked uh what we thought of the Ticketmaster changing the refund policy um I know Claire you've had a wee look into that I did, and I think it's very confusing. I think different countries have got different... I think UK, it's fine. Ticketmaster.co.uk seems yeah. to be, if you've rescheduled, you can get a refund, but you have to send your tickets back, which seems a bit... They're adding in an unnecessary step. Whereas I was looking for Ireland, and I think there is a bit of confusion there. There seems to be reports of people have applied for refunds or haven't been able to. And I think it was the Irish Times I was reading said they, they'd approached Ticketmaster to say, can people get refunds? And they didn't get an answer. So I think it's just confusion. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not as clear cut as some of the, um, some of the articles I've seen. The, like initially there was just this mass outcry of, oh my God, Ticketmaster aren't giving any more refunds for anything. Um, but it wasn't wasn't as simple as that. Um, I, I do think it will be grand. I think the likes of festivals and stuff, you'll be encouraged to keep your ticket for the following year. Any big gigs that will be postponed, you'll be again encouraged to keep your ticket for the rescheduled date. But I don't think anyone will struggle to get a refund. I, I think we'll be fine on that front. Now, I, know that I think you're going to be waiting a long time for delay, so your refunds. It's, just about to say that. Like if you ask for a refund, it's not coming in a week's time. I know that I different things uh, hotels.com it took me a month to get a refund i've seen other things where um i think it's easy jet or something or 
then it could be up to four months to get your refund and shit like that. You know, but, I've been told by Logan there it's going to be 60 days for me. So yeah. that's fun. Um, what one, what one promoter that I think are acting a little bit bizarre um, with, with all of this is uh, Bloodstock. Uh, mm. Bloodstock have announced an announcement, which is not, not abnormal for a festival promoter to do. We say it all the time, you know, announcing bands on Monday, tuning in at three o'clock. But they've they've got an announcement on this Monday, three p.m. And everyone seems to be speculating that this is going to be the cancellation of the festival, which makes sense because I mean, I, I personally, I think anyone that's got their head screwed on realizes that Bloodstock's not going to be going ahead. Um, but to to build that anticipation. To sort of say, you know, come on, hey guys, check out check out our announcement coming on Monday at three o'clock. That's a bizarre way to announce uh, a cancellation. Um, so I, I, mean, I can't help but think they must have something else up their sleeve. Are they going to uh, try and push it back and bring it, I don't know, they're going to do Bloodstock indoors the way it used to be and push it back till December or something? I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see. Um, it's it's I, I, I would disagree slightly with I think okay. how you're saying I don't think they've put out an announcement to kind of build excitement and stuff I think it's there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes and they're constantly getting just absolutely bombarded with questions going give us an update give us an update give us an update so I think they're probably working to sort a few things out so they've just said look we'll give you an update on Monday at three o'clock please yeah. stop asking us so you know sort of and from what I can see, I think something maybe went up on the website accidentally early, but it's been deleted, so I don't know what it said. Yeah, they also, it was pointed out today that they have, like, tickets are no longer on sale. You can't buy Bloodstock tickets. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, if anyone wasn't sure at this stage, I think that's that's the final nail in the coffin, surely. I don't, maybe, that, maybe that's coming across as really pessimistic, but, um, you know, I, I think it is what it is. I think if you're cancelling, you know, yeah, I think you're kind of maybe right to speculate that there might be something more than just like a normal cancellation. And because if you're cancelling, you don't announce your cancelling or you announce the announcement of the announcement of, for the announcement you're going to make for the cancellation. <laughs> you know, you just come out and say, look, that's it, cancelled. You, you don't do that building of excitement or whatever. So, um, I think then, you know, I think you're right in what you're saying is that I, don't, I think it would actually be pretty class to see them make a return to, you know, or, or, or come back in and just say, yeah, this hasn't worked. We have sold this many tickets, this many tickets equates to we could put this gig on in a, I don't know, an arena in December. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be really interested to see that. I think it's actually, you know, it's pretty challenging, but you've got to see these guys and say to them, you know, I think it's breeding creativity with the promoters. It's like, right, how do we do this? Um, you know, how many tickets did they sell? We don't know, but what's 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 going on here? You know, let's see. I, I think I think I'd, I'd I'd like to see them come up with something, um, because I think we need a wee bit of hope and something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's also. I don't want to say it's easier, but for the promoters like Download or, sorry, for the festivals like Download or Vacan or Hellfest, you know, like the really big ones that have sort of the bigger corporate bodies kind of behind them, they're more, it's easier for them to possibly get over this. Whereas like Bloodstock's that much smaller festival, 
you know, sort of run by a family. And it's the same like Boomtown with no sponsor, corporate backing. They're the ones that if they've dumped a lot of money into this year already, you know, they're the ones that are going to be much more at risk mm-hmm. of this could just absolutely kill them. Yeah. And I think that's worth talking about, actually, even about promoters. I mean, promoters sink an awful lot of money. I think we underestimate how much, how financially involved promoters are um, yeah. in putting on gigs for United Go To. Um, you know, it's, it's it, I think, you know, again, it's like if promoters were asking me for your saying, yeah, refunds at point of sale, I'd almost not take it to a degree. You know, um, I think. That's uh, I, I, I would say support your local promoter effectively is what I want to say. Um, you if know, you can. I mean, a lot of can. people can't. I think we're lucky. We probably do have a bit more disposable income. So we are, we can take maybe more risks. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other things is uh, some live music venues have uh, resorted to crowdfunding. Um, for example, we all know Voodoo pretty well. Um, Black box. Voodoo, Voodoo are trying to raise £10,000 through crowdfunding. Um, and they have said that the, whether this is success or not, or at least this is how I'm reading into it, whether this is a success or not, could mean that whenever we come out of this, there may not be a Voodoo. Um, how, how do people feel about, you know, sort of donating to that sort of thing? Um yeah for me like that's definitely like voodoo has is kind of the bastion it's like it's the the garrison for the metal scene of belfast um you know i think it's a highly a really important uh venue uh for us it sort of is probably just about the right size um and you constantly get good gigs good staff good you know uh, i have absolutely no problems throwing a few quid that in that direction um you know, so I think it, you know it is bloody important we have somewhere like that um, yeah. to put on these gigs because um, certainly uh, possibly other venues. So you know, I could be corrected as being wrong here, but I think Voodoo make it easier um, financially uh, to 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 put a gig on uh, yeah. than certainly you know others. Uh, whenever I first seen it, I mean, so, sometimes some people have a sort of a knee-jerk reaction to anything crowdfunding-based. Um, and I'll admit, myself included, haven't been burnt by Altfest in 2014, um, say no more. Uh, but I, I, I sat down and I thought about it. And well, well, one of the things I was thinking was, no one knows how long this lockdown is going to go for. So if, if they need, they're saying they need 10 grand to get through it. Oh, what if we give them the 10 grand and then lockdown goes for four months longer than we all expected and then they need another 10 grand, that sort of thing. And I'm sitting thinking, oh, I don't know about this, I don't know about this. And then I just stopped and thought, hey, hold on a minute, think about all the good nights you've had in there. Mm-hmm. The amount of bands that you've seen in there. And not just that, with my photography thing, um, I've, I've been allowed to shoot dozens and dozens of shows in that venue uh, with no problem. And whenever I was doing that documentary that never really came to light, uh, they let me use the venue for for documentary use and stuff, and I just thought to myself, "Don't don't be a dick about this, man." You know, they've they've essentially helped me out in many ways. Um, now they're in a bit of trouble. I think it's only right that that it goes the other way, you know. So, yeah, I confess I haven't I haven't donated anything yet. 
Um, but it definitely will be. It'll definitely be throwing something Verdi's way. I think it would just, I was going to say it'd be a shame, but I don't think that does it justice. I think no. it would suck balls if we came out of this and Verdi was no longer a thing. I uh, think that it would take years for the scene as it is to recover. I think that would just destroy it. I mean, do we want to, you know, whenever you think about like where where the scene was, um, uh, if you know, probably 20 years ago now, like what we started playing and, you know, the scene started in the corner of Katie Daly's bar, effectively, mm -hmm. it's like because that's where where it's where it, it could go. But like it's evolved, it's got bigger um, and we don't we don't want to go back to the corner of some sh sh some some bar somewhere effectively you know you don't no, want, you, no. you, 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 you there's a dedicated venue there you don't want to be going and playing in the corner of uh, i can't even think of anywhere to sort of to sort of like say right you know like go and okay. play in that that shoved in that corner let's play some McHugh's. if you yeah yeah, so yeah, effectively, we don't want to be relegated to the downstairs bar in the queues because, quite frankly, no offense to it, but it's shite. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that pretty much sums up the, the current shit show that is going on in the world right now. Um, I would suggest we all take a uh, a quick break and go and grab top up beers, and we'll come back and we'll talk about. Some other well, uh, well, quite frankly, a lot of bands have been hard at work putting out stuff during this this period. So we'll come back and we'll talk about what's going on there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll so. see you in a few seconds if you're watching us. Uh. All right, welcome back. Um, we've all emptied our bladders, grabbed another beer, which is vanishing. Yeah, anyway, grab another beer. Uh, and we're ready to talk some more shit for you. Uh, let's make a start. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Sean and Stu from Cans Across the World podcast. Uh, the guys had me on last week. Uh, the podcast just went down on Friday there. Um, it's good crack. It's good fun. Uh, it's a very lighthearted, uh, casual podcast about having beers and just talking about current affairs and stuff. Uh, so... Uh, look those guys up. Um, check out that podcast. Should have a bit of a giggle. Um, moving on, um, let's talk about some things that have went up on the internet recently. First of all, I don't think you guys have caught it, but Jude from uh, Acid Age has written up um, the first part of a two-part article about his time with Hellbastard. You haven't seen this, no? No. Uh, I imagine there's be a lot of drama in that. Um... <laughs> It, not not as much as you'd expect, to be honest. Um, but it's interesting. It really, really is interesting. It's quite insightful into um, how it all came about and sort of some of their experiences on tour and whatnot. Uh, I, I'd recommend going giving it a read. Um, it is it is quite good. There's one we there's literally one wee line that I thought was a bit fucking hell. Like like he he has a dig at people who go to Rebellion Festival, which I just thought was a wee bit. Uncalled for, um, but but apart from that, good article, definitely worth a read. Uh, I would say check it out. And another wee thing that's went up is um, Stranglewire have thrown up a like a sort of a tour diary video from their time on their US tour. Um, again, mm. worth checking out. It just it gives you an idea of you know when bands of their their scale kind of go to America and 
the sort of venues that are playing. Um, I know they played uh, Las Vegas Death Fest, but then they they've done a few more gigs off the back of that. Um, it's it's worth watching. It is it's more or less just mobile phone footage with a soundtrack of the top, but uh, I, I think it's worth a watch. Um, okay, uh, one other thing I want to talk about is this weekend we would possibly possibly have been at Iron Mountain Metal Festival. Um, it's the festival that um, Phil was putting on in uh, Leitrim with all local bands um, in a sort of uh, bit of ground owned by a friend of a friend. Um, of course it got cancelled with everything that we've talked about earlier. He is announcing today, I think he's probably announcing just as we're recording this, um, that the 2021 lineup and dates are announced. So um, I will stick the flyer somewhere on this screen uh, and you can see what bands are playing that. Uh, some of the local ones that we'd be familiar with would be, um, we talk about Greystag in this podcast, Elder Druid, Oracle, Naveney, um, Snowblind, a bunch more. Um, so Tombs as well. Yep. Tombs are on that. Yeah, we know, we know Tombs from the Battle of the Masses Belfast gigs. Uh, so fingers crossed that might actually go ahead. Between, between Greystag and Elder Druid, they're probably the two bands that keep reading yeah. my wallet for merch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like stop releasing such good merch, please. It's, I can only take so much. <laughs> I I think I've bought five T-shirts in lockdown. Um, this this being one of them, survivalist T-shirt. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've a much kicker one, and you know, of uh, that new Greystag pre-order one that's out there. Um, that's just like yeah. Please yeah. stop! I can only afford so much. It's like I, 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 I already have about fifty T-shirts. I don't need fifty-one. Fifty? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm>, that's. <laughs> I keep. I, I think I actually am during this lockdown. Sometime I'm gonna get all my T-shirts out and do like a, you know, go through them all, list them I'll all out, see how many I've got. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Fuck. I don't really fit into most of like, my T-shirts anymore. Likewise. I'm going to have to restock. Yeah. So yes, um, Bandcamp, whenever they're doing their fee-free Fridays once a month, is the time to be buying and stocking up and supporting all those local bands. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, new music. There's been a bunch of new music's come out since we've done the last podcast. Um, a ton. I think, I think some of it is a matter of stuff that was already due to come out. Um, and then I think some other people will maybe have, you know, maybe if they're working on an album, they've got one or two tracks recorded. So they're putting them out as singles to kind of fill the, you know, gut-wrenching void that we're living in right now. Um, first of all, we'll talk about the, the new Draconis album. Um, oh, Phil, have you heard it? Yeah, um, I think it's actually pretty damn spectacular. They've obviously put a huge amount of work in it, blast beats for days. And, um, you know, like they've done that listening party that was rather uh, abruptly ended by uh, Warner Music, who fucking copyright striked it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, actually spectacular, really, really good. Like, as, as sort of that kind of black metal type style of music goes, like, it doesn't, it almost doesn't get much better. Um, than that for me because well certain certainly some of the stuff I suppose goes over my head um but the melodies and just what, what you know that they've they've got stuck in there is what probably separates it separates that 
good black metal from bad black metal, you know. Yeah. Um, so brilliant, brilliant, brilliant job on that. Um, I, th- I look forward to hearing it live. To be honest, it's going to be an absolute. That's it. Yeah. Like shredder live. I've I've listened to it through a few times, and like to me, whenever I compare what Draconis are doing to um, other black metal bands, it, it it does seem personally to my taste anyway. It, it seems a step up. It really does. Uh, there seems to be a lot more current attention to the production. I think within the world of black metal, there's almost a. It's it's cool to have like a a rough sound to your recording, um, and Draconis don't really have to go down that road. Yeah. It's it's very very listenable. Uh, it's nice and clean. You can pick out each instrument, um, and and I really like that aspect of it. Um, it's still black metal though, and I just have to confess I'm not a massive fan of black metal. Um, put a put a black metal band on a stage in front of me live, and I will I will lap it up. Yeah. But when it comes to being at home and going, what am I going to stick on now? It is so rare for me to reach for a black black metal record. Um, so uh, I think I said this before on the Facebook page. Um, as far as black metal goes, it's it's some of the best that I've heard. Um, but it's just it's just not what I'm into. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's that's the best I can say. Um, yeah, I think if, I, if, I stuck it on when I was working, just sort of in the background, so I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. But I mean, as Phil said, it was there was quite a few. Um, it was the wee like mel- like the wee melodies jumped out at me and that kind of really grabbed my attention because I wasn't expecting to hear that but yeah I really I, I like that we kind of contrast that was going on I'm maybe I need to listen to it a few more times but I, I miss the hooks it, it seemed like um you know the three track EP they put out beforehand mm. um the great miasma that's yeah. that's the one like like I can remember every song off that off that EP yeah um within a few times of listening to it I was able to sing along to it whereas on the album nothing nothing's really catching in the same way and um uh, i don't know if that's because is the writing of a different style or is it maybe because i'm just because my ears aren't sort of accustomed to black metal because i don't listen to it uh and i'm trying to listen to a whole album instead of just three tracks maybe maybe that's more of a challenge for me personally i I don't i don't know um i would say i would say if you're into black metal definitely check out that Tricornis album. Um, I think if you're into good black metal and you like it well-produced, I think that would be right up your street. Um, moving on, Grey Stag, and this is one of the bands that I'm talking about here, I suspect, or maybe like dropping singles when they have like maybe a partial album complete. Um, Grey Stag have dropped a song called uh, Cyclopean. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Fuck knows. <laughs> um, I'm not going to correct it because of it. No, I think it's I think it's Cyclopean. I was hoping, I was really hoping that there was um, lyrics included with it. I know a lot of a lot of bands will put their songs on iTunes and Spotify, and the lyrics will be included. Sadly, it wasn't. But it's a fucking fantastic song. It is, and I mean, it's just I don't, I don't think we expect anything less from Greystag at this stage. No, I think I, I have seen comments from them. I think they won um, one of the like EP release of the year, the sort of the Ireland Metal Awards things. And yeah. I think that's the second year in a row they've won it. So they were like kind of going, that's just sort of put the pressure on for our new material quite a lot. And on, on but, that, I mean, oh, they're, they're determined to meet it. You know, it's, I'm excited. 
I, I ribbed him a wee bit about that. Like, sort of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that puts the pressure on for our next EP. And I was like, well, your next EP can't suck if it's actually an album. <laughs> so, please, you know, give us an album instead, please. Yeah. Um, just, and again, a band that seemed to have embraced coming up to Belfast quite a bit, uh, yeah. which always gets a tick in the box from us. Um, I'm, I'm always just going to pay more attention to bands that, that travel up here and gig regularly. You know, yeah, I mean, um, it's 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 it's, it's a, it is a big big tick in the box. I mean, sort of like uh, whenever they 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 are making probably like it's cost them definitely cost them money to come up here, um, you know, and like we've seen those guys, we've seen um, actually God alone from Cork came up like um. I think they're from Cork, um, and they came up, and I don't know if you've managed to catch God alone yet, but bloody hell, oh. they are such a live band. It's unbelievable, like incredible. Uh, more work from another band who is determined to not let isolation um, or lockdown, quarantine, call it what you will, uh, sort of impede on their progress um, is Ravenlight. They put together a video for one of their songs called The Circle. Um, and it, it, it literally is just them playing the song at home. Um, Rebecca's singing the song in her, what looks like her, her bedroom possibly. Um, but it's still well done. It's still reasonably well done given the circumstances. Um, and I think the song, again, we're talking about music that I'm not super duper into, like sort of symphonic metal. As far as I'm concerned, the song was pretty good. Production, fantastic again. Sounds great. I just I can't imagine someone who is into symphonic metal listening to that and having a problem with it. I think it I think it sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, so, like definitely as like get a tick in the box from me. I do have a bit of a, a a soft spot for that. Like you know probably well in the earlier years it was Nightwish and sort of Epica type stuff. I, I I used to listen to that. Um, actually probably not anymore but um like you know i've 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 a, I've a bit of a soft spot for it i appreciate it was done well and they're and that's definitely what they're doing they're 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 doing it well and actually the other thing is that they're the only people certainly that i know um <clears throat> probably doing this kind of symphonic stuff on you know in you know the, the Belfast scene certainly, and probably the wider Ireland scene as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's nobody else doing that, and I think you know it's, it's good to see. Yeah. No. Are they not more rock. I yeah, I, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, th- I think arguably, arguably, probably one of the most difficult genres to tackle as well. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, it's quite niche. It is. It is quite niche. Um, you know, sort of. Yeah, I think it's hard hard to win people over with that genre. People, you know, just I think it's 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 not that it's the genre is bad. It's just that you know if you're entering, um, you know, a, a scene with primarily an awful lot of like kind of um, real heavy, hard, harsh vocals, um, which everybody has. It's just you know people see that and go, this is a wee bit. You know, different to what I'm normally on on about. You know, I, I think I think one of the things about Ravenlight, and I'm maybe speculating here, is uh, they they may have difficulty finding bands to gig with. If you know what I mean, like you, you think of a band like Lockhorns, who are Lockhorns going to gig with? Oracle and Survivalist. There you go, two bands straight off the top of my head. That that would be three bands that would complement each other perfectly. Um, find another bands like Ravenlight to gig with to have a sort of a, a themed gig. 
or a, or a gig where it's you know similar bands that complement each other. I, I think that's going to be a difficult thing for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's uh, I'd, have been, I'd have had no doubt that they would have had an album launch um, at some point scheduled fairly soon. But you know, I'd I'd like to see who they put on that bill. Um, what well, one other video? Um, I, I send you guys notes before we do these podcasts. <laughs> Sorry, and, that's why I'm constantly. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't included this one. Um, Monroe, um, released a video just last night or today. Um, yes. I, I'm in two minds about covering them because they don't seem in any way interested in being part of the local metal scene. Um, and in a sense, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you do you, do whatever you want to do. Um, but they, they they do have a big following. Um, I've I've seen bands put videos out, and it's taken months before they're getting up to the like of two or three thousand views. This this got two or three thousand views overnight. Um, so they do have a following. Um, I know that um, the the frontman Jake is it Jake, isn't it Jake Monroe? Um, anyway, uh, he's like big time YouTuber now, and um, He's probably got a lot of his following that way, so I think they've got a bit of a, a global following. But in, in terms of being part of our scene and, and what we cover, I just I just don't think they want to be a part of it. So I'm kind of in two minds about covering them as a band. Um, yeah, but if entered metal to the masses once or twice, didn't they? And, and then sort of I suppose didn't didn't do too well as i think i mean the i don't want to you know they didn't do too well because well they don't play they don't play live yeah you know that's that's it they don't they don't play live so how you know can you expect to enter a live competition and do well because i think the the one takeaway that i actually took you know remember about that gig was that this well the vocals were you know lackluster mainly um because just seems that he just wasn't used to that live singing set setting. Like, you know, and I don't want to slag the guy because, like, we've seen um, some vocalists over the years come, you know, come good um, mm-hmm. after performing for long periods of time. So, like, you know, it's but it's, uh, you know, yeah. they just they don't play. That's it. Like, like if if you haven't followed them, the last couple of videos they've put out, and I I sort of dip into his. Um, YouTube channel every now and again just to, to see if there's any updates in terms of the music they're doing and stuff. Um, he's he's went like two hundred percent in on like this gothic look and the the makeup and duck and stuff he does. While that isn't something I'm into, it's incredibly well done. Like it makes any other band you've seen on Belfast in Belfast with face makeup, this is twenty times better easily. Um, and the guy's into like video work, so he's able to put these fantastic videos together. Um, and the new songs like this, they've taken the gothy element and they've got an electronic element and it's really fucking genty. Um, it's, it's not 100% what I'm into, but I can totally see there's a lot of talent and there's really good music being made there. Um, I just think it's it's a shame that for whatever reason, they, they don't want to be part of the local metal scene. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and organise an interview and have a chat with the guy sometime and see see what's what's going on with the set. They've added a fourth member and stuff, I think now. But yep, they have because there's someone on like um, electronic instruments. I don't know what it is. I think it's like a a machine and a sampler and different things. Yeah. But I mean, I think they had been planning on like booking a UK tour and stuff, and it never 
seem to come about. So uh, yeah. I wonder, you know, I think they've been trying and things maybe just haven't worked out for them. Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult to know. Yeah, I do actually remember some. Um, they had a, they had a great crowd at that Metal of the Masses gig that they they did they they did play it. I actually think they did get through, but like there was people had traveled. Like there was people. I don't want to like say traveled. You know, from Lisbon. I like, did on, but you know, they'd actually <laughs> come from like you know Liverpool or something. You know, they'd, sure. like to come and watch this gig. I was like, fucking hell. You know, I think there's a lot of people will come and see his band because they know of Jake from YouTube. You know, and they've watched his this YouTube channel, and they're always in a band, so they go to see his band perform to support to support him, even though they don't necessarily follow him for his music. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I mean, as you said before, I mean, the recorded music is really, really good, and I think when we've talked about them before in the past on the podcast, if they were able to tie their live show in and get the live show to be able to faithfully play what they record, yeah, be massive. And I think it's all DIY as well. I think they record everything at home, so they I don't think need that. Pretty much all of it. Uh huh. Yeah. As I would say, they're they're a band that I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see them push themselves into the live circuit. But well, okay. you know, whatever you're into. Not every. There are lots of musicians who have no interest on in getting on a stage. I mean, I'm pretty much. You've all heard of Batushka. I'm almost yeah. certain that Batushka started as a project that was just putting out music and was never meant to go to the stage. And then it ended up on stage with mad theatrics and all. But there's a wee bit of drama with that as well. You know? Yeah, I mean, the there's, there's is... loads of one-man bands out there. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I've probably explained this to you, Trump, many times, but like, there's a band called, or I say a band, but there's a dude called, um, well, he's, he, he, his artist name's like Kosatka. Um, you know, this guy called Madison, he's American fella, single uh, artist, does the drums, the bass, the, 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 everything. And I suppose if you're into like this kind of post-metal, post-rock type stuff, like this this guy's just killing it. It's all instrumental. It's fantastic. He's a new single out there on Friday, actually. I just wanted to probably push that because I actually think it was fucking great. Um, you know, there's the guys out there and, well, they can't perform because there's only, they can't play everything at once so there's another one a friend of mine um his brother has released or is going to release something here and it's kind of like extreme experimental stuff he's from belfast carried off area i believe and um or seen oh yeah um patrons of the rotting gate i believe i think they're called or something like that and like you know it's like again drums vocals everything you know one mad band is like yeah Fuck it. That's uh, you know, there's so much good music out there. We just love to see it live sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a big one. If you want to talk about big bands that are essentially one dude, um, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. It's essentially just Trent Reznor. Um, and then when he takes it to the stage, he has to get musicians on board to to come and be able to play all that together. You know, it's it's not all it's not all based in four people in a room making music together. You know, so. That was another album that I did listen to, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know the, what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I listened. The new, the new Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. You see, it I, was uh, like a movie soundtrack. It wasn't. I think he's yeah. gone down that path with um. What's his mate? Is it? I got, I want to say Atticus Rage, but I'm not sure if that's accurate. Um. Anyway, we'll move on because I wasn't even going to mention Monroe, and then we've just sat and talked about him for ten minutes. Um. 
Okay, next on my list, uh, So Long Until the Seance, have a new album coming out. Um, better known as Sluts, because they all are a bunch of big sluts, yo. Um, the Morning After is the name of the album, and to the best of my knowledge, I had a very, very brief chat with Mike. Um, it is physical only, so if you want to hear that, you have to go and buy the CD and pre-order it from them. Um, I believe the pre-orders are being sent out round about now, so... Um, if that's your thing, um, sort of um, shock rock kind of thing, go check that out. Um, I don't know if, I imagine further down the line, they'll, they'll stick it on Spotify and iTunes and whatever streaming service you're into. Um, see, I can see that possibly of making sense if they were touring, you know, sell your album at your gigs. But at the moment, you know, how, you know, Maybe, maybe that's the idea. Maybe they bought the CDs without yeah. gigs. There's no gigs, so yeah. sell your CDs physical because if you stick it on Spotify and whatever, no one's going to buy it. Yeah, it was probably a you know before lockdown uh, decision that was made. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, okay, if you want this new album, you've got to come and see us at a gig to buy it off us, or you know, we have to buy it off us through Bandcamp or or whatever yeah. but um yeah i mean it's it's sort of almost uh, but i'm sure the investment's been made they've bought the cds that you know they've, they've they've got them they're physically there they have to sell them so yeah. um you know that's probably what they're gonna be doing is is shipping them out across yeah. the place uh zora uh band from are they from cork if i got that no, right uh, they're from tip i think they're uh from clomel in fact okay um, they've put out a new single, um, and me being the dickhead that I am, I haven't got the, the title of it. Um, uh, new video for it. Um, I have to confess, Zora are another band that I've kind of struggled with. Um, the, the way their songs are produced just uh, doesn't really appeal to me. It's very... All the instruments are kind of like... it's Everything's kind of condensed into one big, chunky sound, and that's just doesn't doesn't do much for me but i know that i know they are held in pretty high regard um some of the other guys that i know have listened to their tunes and uh done reviews and people love them people absolutely love zora um so so don't don't take my word for it that it's it's not good i'm not saying that it isn't good um do check it out it's zh zero ra um and again i might be getting the pronunciation wrong there because i've heard people say Zora, and I've heard people say Zohora. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they um, sort of, I, I, like, I've seen them live several times, and I, I, I sort of, like, every time I see them, I really enjoy enjoy the show. Um, I think, uh, you know, I haven't actually gotten around to listening to the new album uh, there at the minute, um, but it is one that's on my list to do. Um, yeah. Like totally respect them as musicians they are they put on a really good live show um, if, if you do listen to them let me know how you get on because again i haven't heard a single bad word about about them everyone i know that's listened to them have, have, have come up positive um personally it's just it's a band i struggle with um but then again i mean we were talking about court orange earlier i struggled with the last court orange album i heard it live i went back to it and it just it just clicked so or it might be the same sort of thing. If I see them live and then go back and listen to it, maybe, maybe something will fall into place. Yeah, that was probably one of my um, 
one of the biggest disappointments of the lockdown was the cancellation of the Zora gig with uh, Iron Altar and uh, Elder Druid. Like that, yeah. I, yeah. I was really looking forward to that. Um, Iron Altar, the last time they were they were here with Zora again, was like that was just such a such a good gig. Mm-hmm. Just really, really good. I haven't seen, um, you know, I suppose a crowd with that much energy for a while. But like, actually, do you know what? We've been spoiled for that um, this year. Uh, like survivalists, like crowd, even you know, mortal backlash. Like they brought a fucking savage crowd, and yeah, uh, pretty good. Um, moving on. Uh, there is a video releasing today. Um, Cursed Sun are putting out a video for their song "Fallen City," which is off the Vendetta EP, which came out till end of last year, I think. Um, they they have created this video during lockdown, um, but um, it's it's just Andy, the front man, um, and the city of Belfast, pretty much fucking empty. Um, Go check that out. Uh, it's, it's an interesting video. It's kind of like um, highlights the challenges of still trying to be creative and still trying to, to put out material and create videos and make your band be heard during, you know, this shit show of a period, as I keep calling it. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that's going out today. So uh, go look them up on all the usuals, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Burning Burning Metal Ireland. They've uh, released it on their Facebook page. That's that's right. They're premiering it. Yep. So um, that's the place to go check it out. Burning Burning Metal Ireland, which is our uh, our friend um, Phil, who runs our Metal Mountain. We've talked about. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Another video that came out. um, Takers and users have a video out for a song called "The Town That Committed Suicide." and I just absolutely had to push that one purely because it was myself that made the video. Um, <laughs> and I have to admit, I am fucking chuffed to bits. It's to a have, brilliant video. That's a great have, song. Just to have been part of a band that I really, really, really love. And like, you know, they, they, they've put out all this music and they've put out videos and I just got to be a wee part of the, the history of Tickers and Users, as, as cheesy as that may sound. Um, yeah, just fucking over the moon about that. Um, watch the video. Um, we actually filmed it in about 90 minutes total. Um, it was really good crack. I had a good day with the lads. Um, hoping to do more videos with them. And I may as well just plug myself, like, if you're in a band and after all this bollocks is over, if you want music videos for almost next to nothing, give me a shout and we'll, we'll try and create something. Um, anyone else watch that video? Well, Claire, you obviously have. You just commented. <laughs> Phil? Yeah, no, I, I did. I'm not actually familiar with takers and users, but I suppose I watched it because actually, because you you, you put it out, you shared it, and and you know I'm I'm not familiar with takers and users, but like yeah, I can see why they're totally up your up your street as a fan. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Well, 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 like well shot videos. Like I think you know they 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 uh yeah they did they they, they look like they are having a good time. You know yeah and and, and, it, and it, you know it's I suppose that's what you can imagine. That's just kind of what you want what you see live is. There's there, there's there's bits towards the video at the end of the video where like they get all their mates in and stuff and that was yeah. that was that wasn't planned that was just winged on the day and the day it was like right come on everyone get the fuck behind the band and we'll we'll film everyone bouncing about. And I mean it's punk. You're meant to get your mates up on stage. That's exactly. the whole yeah. Point. Yeah. Uh, well, one one thing that sort of killed me about making that video was um, it it uses some old stock video footage. Um, so in order to match that, I had to like downgrade the quality of the video that I shot 
and it kind of, you know, when you buy something really fancy and new and it's capable of making really, really, really sharp footage, but sharp doesn't work for this and you have to kind of downgrade it, kind of broke my heart, but it was the right thing to do for the video. So we went with it. I mean, like, you know, if you're going to be proper punk, you've got to film it through a sock. So, <laughs> you know. I'll keep that one in mind next time. Um, okay. Enshroud. There's three songs yes. by a band called Enshroud on YouTube and nowhere else. As far as I'm aware, they're just on YouTube. Um, guys contacted me and asked me to bring it up on the podcast and have a wee chat about the music. We'll talk about the music first and then we'll talk about the band. If you guys listen to the tunes, yeah. What do you uh, reckon? Every single one's a banger. I loved Bound and the Sacrifice. That one was there's this the opening riff and then there's the heavy vocals and then it gets to the cleaner vocals and I had a mild panic because it just sort of reminded me of all those metalcore songs that I've listened to, which have the really heavy vocals, and then it switches to this the awful clean stuff, and it's 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 ruined. But this isn't the the, the clean vocals are clean but heavy, and yeah, that one Bound and Sacrifice was my favorite of the three. The way the way you're talking about those vocals, like my go-to example for that is always um, Jesse Leach from Killswitch. It's yeah. okay to, you can do clean vocals without sounding like a sixteen-year-old girl. You know what I mean? And that's 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 the trap that a lot of metalcore bands fall into. Um, st- stylistically, you know, there's definitely metalcore in there. Yeah. But I, I think there's there's a lot more. Like, I think there's influences from fucking All everywhere. over the place. Yeah. Um, and like yourself, I really, really like it. I've listened to the three songs three, maybe three times each. Um, and the highlight for me is... Uh, I can't actually remember the name of the track. I'm trying to look it up right now. Open Vein. Open Vein oh, is yeah. the one that I thought I missed the heaviest. So clearly that's the one I'm going to go for. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a banger of a track. And it just it just pulls influences from everywhere. As I say, there's there's a wee bit of milk. Well, there's a lot of metal core, but there's a bit of death metal. Um, there's, there's a wee bit of thrashy sounds to it. Um, Vocals are fantastic. Production on it's good. Um, again, I, I like a song where you can you can pick out every instrument, you can hear everything in it, but it's not it's not overproduced. Like we talked about that new Trivium album earlier. I mean, it is clearly overproduced. It is so clean that it loses any sense of aggression. There, there's still loads of balls in that in that um, open vein song um, and the other two tracks um, and Shroud. Yeah. Busting to see them live. I want yeah, to hear more um, from them. Well, you know, first of all, it's like, yeah, we're busting to see them live, but actually, who the fuck's in it? You know? That's um, that's that's the second part of the story. Um, who are they? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, there's probably a few people that do know, and I asked them, and they wouldn't tell me. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so no, uh, look, but you know, realistically speaking, what I think it's like it's another one of those. Um, it's it's just the latest in, 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 in the amount of bands that are bloody coming out now because we've got, you know, we were like, when is it going to stop? When are we going to, like, you know, run out of talent, you know? And then it's just like, okay, all of a sudden we've got survivalists. We're like, holy fuck, these guys are incredible. Let's, let's let, you know, and they perform live um, similarly. Like, you know, it's, they, they, they're just so, so good. Um, you know, 
and then it's like right okay let's add let's let's add and shroud into there as well it's like well this is another absolutely top quality band um that's just come out of nowhere you know um I suppose you know if they're you know people have been about the scene but you know previously but there's I think there's and I, and I know of maybe one or two other bands that are waiting on the wings that haven't released anything yet but they've got given the pedigree of people that's in it it's like you know they're going to be good so you know i don't know we're just we're just we're we're absolutely killing it and uh at the minute and in shrouds just the, the the latest band to prove that you know we're an absolute hotbed for a uh, great great metal at the moment yeah well, one of the things I'm curious about is how do they take this forward in the sense of um, they're going for this, um, the the words just completely lost me. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that no one knows who they are. Anonymity yeah. is exactly yeah. the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Phil. I'm only two beers deep and I'm forgetting words already. Um, That's age. <laughs> that is age, yeah. <laughs> two, deer, two beers deep, um, but fucking 40 years deep. Um how long, how long do they keep this up for? Um, if they take to the stage, are they going to wear masks? Are they going to put a, like a slipknot on us? Are they going to try and oh, maybe ghosts a better example, you know, with uh, no one knows who we are sort of thing. But then uh, how, do you, how do you book gigs? How do you attend gigs? You know, it's, it's such yeah, a different yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep that anonymity, anonymity um, within like a small scene is, is a whole different story, I think, you know. I'd love to see somebody attempt it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. It's just a paper bag. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, I, I, I can't even hazard a guess who it is, but I can make a pretty good stab at who it isn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's people I know that just cannot hold their fucking waist. You know what I mean? If, and if, if they were doing this, they would be fucking messaging me, weird, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Um, talking about anybody in, in particular here? Fuck yeah, I'm a T, but I'm just not going <laughs> to name names. They know who they are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, right. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait. It's exciting and it's interesting. There was, I, I don't know if you remember this, there was a band that downloaded one here that done something similar um, and they got a load of I can't remember the name of that. It was something to do with TV and VHS. There was some sort of thing with VHS tapes. I know I'm being vague as fuck. Um, but but they'd done this thing where it was kind of like a super group, but no one knew who was in the band, and there was talk that it might be Corey Taylor and stuff like that. And I, I just I just love stuff like that. The wee mystery, and everyone kind of wondering what's going on here, who is this, and the rumours, and all that sort of shit. Um, Wasn't Bad Sabbath like that as well, when they first, like, was, then they played, was it Sonosphere or something for the first time? Um, they appeared, sure and everyone right. was just like, who the fuck's Bad Sabbath? And it turned out it was Cancer Bats playing. So obviously, it's, there was the build-up for the first gig, yeah. and then once that happened, everyone was like, ah. It's, it's like, we, we watch your guy on on YouTube, and he talks about um, the marketing of bands. Um, I'll, I'll stick a link or something below whenever whenever this goes out, so the people know who I'm talking about. Um, but but I, there there is there's ways and there's strategies and there's there's methods you can use to kind of get people talking about your band to get people excited and a wee bit of drama. I mean, we're we're sitting here talking about this now. If if in Shroud were just four guys that just did EP out, we probably would have. Stop talking about them four or five months ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's sort of uh, I think you know the interest in the marketing thing. Um, I suppose if you talk to uh, some of the you know more established bands, they'll have an idea as to you know how you don't oversell yourself or how you don't overplay. Um, you know, but then there's also the the other thing. Um, you know creating a facebook page so you create a facebook page here's my band it's called x right okay like me you know etc like my band page uh shite doesn't work um you know i'm not gonna like you before you put music out um really so you know the likes of uh and the the, the i'll use this in the example um probably forevermore but it was survivalist that just came right hi we're survivalist here's a fucking track and it's gonna blow your brains out do that just do that that's how to do it because um you know just kind of i think that came out possibly on a friday or something and then the next thing is it was like the, you went to the gig of the friday night and everybody was like have you heard that tra- have you heard that track it's yeah. fucking incredible you know um like that's that, that's that's how to do it it's how you market yourself and you know again and shroud have done exactly the same thing it's like it's you know None of this. I were just existing, um, you know, like my like my band because you know why why you know we've got free likes. But yeah, they absolutely you know went out. They've released three great singles, and um, you know there's a hype about them now. So and it's the same as uh, Survivalist. There was a hype about Survivalist when we see them live. Fuck, this is gonna be good, and you knew it. You just knew it was gonna be good, and it was. So you know that that's that's you know don't. But if you're creating a band, <laughs> you know, just drop singles, would you? Drop good fucking singles. <laughs> Stranglewire is the other one that comes to mind that did that, that we're just like, hi, yeah, we're Stranglewire. Here's a song. Here's going to be our gig and we'll have an album or whatever it was. I, it was just like, oh. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much sure Stranglewire launched with, like day one, they said, here's our Facebook page. Here's an EP. I'm almost certain they had vinyl ready to go. And I think they had merch and the music video. Did I just say a music video? And, you know, they, they had the whole fucking shebang. It was everything was loaded into a fucking chamber and someone pulled the trigger and strangle wire were just suddenly on the scene. And it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to say, of course, every band should do that because, well, the fucking should. But, you know, these guys have been in bands a bunch of times. You know, whenever you're fucking 17 or 18 and you're getting your first band, of course you want to get that Facebook page up and get those likes coming in and tell everyone, hey, we're in a band, you know. But um, you're right. If, if you want to do it right, you want to do it seriously, fucking get all that shit loaded up and a catapult and fired at one go, you know. But we've, we've talked about that a hundred times, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Last, last band to talk about... Um, and we talked about on the last podcast, haven't seen them live for the first time, is Witch Kicker. They have been dropping singles. Is it three singles, I think? Is it three yeah, songs three. or four? Three? Three, three songs. Be nothing, Sick and Tired, Nature, Nurture, and Resent. Or, sorry, think, or Resent. Um, you can clearly lead the way on this one then, Claire, because you're um, up to scratch. On and Phil, both, both. I have it written down here, that's why. Um, uh-huh. No, I mean, after we'd seen them, we were all very impressed and we'd said we want music because they had nothing out at that stage. Yep. Um, so it was interesting. I was, I started getting a bit nervous. Like, was this, did I like them at the gig? Cause it was like new bands and stuff, but no, the three singles all absolutely stand up. And I've listened to them many, many, many times. And I think like first time the, I thought nature 
uh, nature, nurture, or resent was my favorite. But then I was listening to them all earlier, and it was like, nope, I like all of them. They're all good. Mm-hmm. And they're all like slightly different and stuff, which we knew from seeing them live. No, yeah, definitely think that there's three quality singles. Um, actually, got the t-shirt there. <laughs> um, you know, it, I was like, yeah, t-shirt need it. And, but uh, yeah, no, they're quality singles, and um, there's absolutely lots to love in there. Um, great guitar work. Uh, yeah, some way riffs are just. Yeah, just tasty licks everywhere. Um, you know, and there's uh, just so much to like about it. Um, you know, so I, 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 I really. I think they were due to play. Um, I think it was Rage Fest. Um, no, uh, Cuckoo. They were actually meant to play um, okay. at the end of March there, and you know, I'd probably went. And the only reason I probably went would have been because which Cuckoo were playing. Yeah. Um, but like, it's yeah. Well, I, I, I'm well. It's not the last time we're going to see them up here. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, big, big, big love for them. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the nature nurture resent song to me. Uh, that's that's the song that just sort of hooked me. I think that was the first one to put out. And there's a line in it, I think it's um, so fucking fake, it's almost real or something. And I just, oh, that, that, that lyric is fucking brilliant. And then I thought, I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, I bet it's, that's been used before. I bet it's lifted from somewhere. And I went and I Googled the absolute fuck out of it to try and find the source of it. And haven't heard, haven't found it anywhere like it is just they wrote that that is their line yeah i think it's fucking brilliant like it just it just you know the way sometimes you listen to a song and there's just a lyric that just hits you it just stands out uh, that's the one like and i think are, are they the most original band on the planet no but they are proof that you don't need to be sometimes if you write music because you love music and you're passionate about it and you just want to write really good music you can fucking do it, like, and you can be fucking great just off the back of that, you know. You don't need to be breaking new grounds, you know. Uh, there's, there's not I a lot. That's how I feel. They're, 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 they're sorry to cut across you, but I think that the you know whenever you do listen to the lyrics that Witch Kicker are putting out, they're like they're 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 great lyrics because I think you know there's um I think it's sort of you know this they're what am I trying to say here? I think it's like um. Their lyrics are important to, yeah. to, to 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 probably the wide the more wide society and um, you know and I think it's sort of like there's this um you know I can't remember specific the specific lyrics but there was one that's like no I don't want equality or something um I can't remember um, oh shit what is that yeah I don't want but, equality you know, I want yeah which I think is you know like that's it's 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 important respect music, I think. Was it? yeah I think yeah I think that's it I don't want equality I I want respect or or something like that and I think it's um you know it's kind of like along the lines of Svalbard if um, you're familiar with them you know it's uh I think it's important music to be made um especially whenever you're I think it's you know uh, females in the in the male dominated metal scene um sure know not not to probably you know yeah whatever but uh yeah that's probably my my take on it i, I mean think... i think go sorry, ahead i think i think phil's right i mean there's the i don't ever want to focus on it but i hate there's the, the one phrase that really upset me is female fronted band where yeah. it's fuck all to do with the music it's just female fronted but the fact is as you're right like in the lyrics they're singing about you know like i am not your future wife and you know it's sort of their songs are kind of covering that kind of like feminism and stuff. So you can't talk about Witch Kicker and not talk about them being female. 
yeah. but it's not like a it and i think it's needed like you know a scene needs diversity it needs bands doing all different shit and there is no one else doing what witch kicker is doing and are the scene is stronger for having them on stage kicking ass and stuff yeah. I, th- I, th- I think and it might, it might come across as really wanky i, I do talking about feminism but i think to me feminism's a scale you know it's, it's not a you're either feminist or you're not there, there's a scale of it and there's there's that end of it which which can be a, a turn off you know the the sort of wackier matter end of it and they they don't go anywhere near that like everything they talk about lyrically you can absolutely associate and identify with and agree with and um uh, yeah it's it's good music and it's lyrically it's fucking it's it's on the nail, like it really is. Um, I had seen the comment that Mo had someone said here at one of the last gigs of you know you play that guitar well for a girl. Uh, fuck off. God, that mad. I oh, I hope that's just like I had a yeah shove that guitar somewhere like. <laughs> yeah, yeah but. Just another band that I can't wait to see and hear more from. Um, I think they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think that's... that's I think there's one wee thing we've then. forgotten, actually. Oh, shit. Left. Go for yeah. it. We skipped it over. And, okay. Um, it's the uh, the Crawling Bonnevilles crossover. Fuck me. Uh, how did I miss that? Yep. Right. So, <laughs> arguably, the highlights of lockdown so far. And you arg- just sort of arguably left, left the best till last. Um, yeah. Okay. Can, can we take a very short break and we'll come back and talk about that? Yeah. Do you need to pee? I do need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. Okay. That's us. Uh, Back again. Uh, and we have one last thing to, to talk about before we wrap this up. I have completely lost track of time, so I don't know how deep in we are. The intention was to keep this to an hour. We're probably closer to an hour and a half nope. at this stage. Um, yep. Anyway, um, there was recently a collaboration between two bands that you would never, ever expect to collaborate. Uh, I wouldn't say collaboration. I, I would call it a collaboration. I mean, sorry, I'll not interrupt you. you it's, it's, it's kind of like a remix, but you know we don't really get remixes within the rock and metal world, so um, I'm calling it a collab. But um, it was what they were aiming for. Like they put the drum track out for sure, that reason. Sure. Sorry, yeah. I'm being I'm being awkward. I'll be quiet. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Bonnevilles and Crawling, uh, basically a death metal band, and they, I'm not even sure how you would describe the Bonnevilles, like a sort of bluesy rock band. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got a song called I Don't Like Whiskey. Uh, and from my understanding of it, uh, they put up the the drum track um, with the intention of getting a bunch of guitarists to uh, cover a little part of it or all of it. And then they chop it up and have like this video of a load of different guitarists playing yeah. their song. Um, Andy from The Crawling took the concept and fucking ran with it. And done an entire music video in his, uh, I don't want to say bedroom, his little um, loft, studio, study studio oh, area. Studio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and basically give it like a fucking death metal kick up the ass. And 
Well, I'll, I'll hold fire on what I think of that. What, what do you guys think of it? Outstanding. It's one of it's the cool. highlights of the fucking lockdown. It's possibly made the whole thing worthwhile. The fact that we now have this in our life. It's... Yeah, it's a great, great job. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to go, right, fuck it, let's see it live. <laughs> you know, I'm right, I'm right. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it, you know, it, it was one of those things. It's like a wee unexpected absolute gem just, uh, you know, uh, there. I think obviously sort of the, the lockdown's inspiring creativity from everyone. Um, an awful lot of people are having that extra bit of time and using it, you know, especially people that actually have talent and can play things, unlike myself. Um, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, they're using that time well to create this, create new music and suppose fuck about and let, 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 let their creativity run wild. Um, the other thing that The Crawling there done um, has released this series, you know, the the Right to Crawl uh, sort of playthrough series and with tabs and shit. Um, like, I watched that and, like, as as I say, a man that can't play fucking anything, I'm shite. Um, I uh, went, fuck, I'm going to pick the guitar up here and play that and or try at least. And I, I, I'd, I'd kind of give it a bit of a whirl, you know, pretty unsuccessfully, but um, enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoyed it like you know it's 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 uh yeah I I think an awful lot of people have uh appreciated that and I think I've seen there was at least I think they shared one guy who actually re-recorded the whole thing himself done the uh drums done the bass and done the, the guitars himself so you know there's, there's uh, people obviously obviously really like that and it's like I suppose actually there's you know Elder Druid there released a, a lyric video for um, Golgotha, didn't they? As well, they, they did. Um, I actually contacted them a while, a couple of weeks before that, asking, you know, because I'm I'm a big one for lyrics and for singing along to songs, and I'd been listening to Golgotha flat out. I think it's when did that come out? Um, January was it? January. Well, I'm gonna go back. It was just before. Uh, if it was this year, then I'm going to go back on what I said earlier and say that Gogoth is actually my album of the year so far. I prefer that to the Code Orange album. Um, but I digress. Uh, I'd, I'd asked, I'd contacted them and said, look, can you give me lyrics for this? Because I like to know the words of the songs and I'm fucking shit at making out, you know, the lyrics in like heavy music. Um, so I'm just I'm wondering... My own. I'm not trying to take credit for anything, but I'm just yeah, wondering if that did, that... did that inspire, you know... Them, them to put that video out. I think you know, you're right. Um, an awful lot of local stuff could benefit from just like maybe making lyrics available. Um, it, you know, I, I don't, and I am shite. I'm the same as you. I can't. I'm crap at making up lyrics because. Um, or sorry, I make them up myself. Effectively, I was going to say make up is quite know. accurate. So um, yeah, it is. I I make them up and sort of what I think they are. Um, uh, and sort of uh. I, I, I like toward the end of the, the song of Golgotha, that sort of uh, dread not for what you reap, but what you sow, or, or, or whatever it is. Um, I kind of like had my own version of that, which was close, but it just wasn't right. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was yeah. remember, remember what you reap is what you sow, but it's not, you know, there's a bit more complexity to it to that, than that, <laughs> you know. So, like, apparently for the past, like, I don't know how long they've been playing that song, but for the past, like, certainly three months of whatever i've been singing it wrong <laughs> i actually wish that over the course of my life i had documented all the lyrics that i had wrong 
Like, like the, the one that always jumps to mind is, and it's it's not even metal. There's a Mary J. Blige song, um, and for years I thought it was Soldiers Dance for Me, but it's so just Dance for Me. Fucking moron, like absolute fucking moron. But yeah, anyway, um, Bonneville's and um, the crawling. I, I I just thought it was absolutely fucking superb, and the effort that they went into making that music video and there's that little b-roll intro and stuff with you know setting up the uh the projector and whatnot and there's the they've got the dog in the video and all it's just so much effort that they went to to kind of go let's let's just go balls deep in this i i thought it was fantastic and a great song and not only that i'm sure the, the idea of it might have been to Crawling fans will listen to this and then go, maybe I should check out the Bonnevilles and Bonneville fans will listen to it and go, maybe I should check out the Crawling. And, it, and it's worked for that for me. I've I've now picked up the latest um, Bonneville song, who were a band that were kind of always aware of, but never actually listened to. So Because the drummer is in Cursed Sun. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's the link that always got me there. I mean, it, the thing that I found funny was like the debate we ended up having over the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you I, insisted, you, yeah. I still can't. I can't. Like, there's there's heavy vocals, and then there's the, the bluesy vocals. And I just can't. My brain cannot compute that that's Andy. And you had to dig out. You had to dig out posts by Andy saying, yes, those clean vocals are by me. And I'm just sitting going, even then, I was still like, are they, though? Are they? I sat the day with both songs <laughs> cued at the same point, playing, like, the original song. And the, the crawling version, trying to see if it was exactly the same or not. And it's actually fucking so close. It's so close that you would be forgiven for thinking that. And is you're the just making singer. excuses for yourself. Maybe, maybe. But fucking brilliant idea for a project. More people should fucking lift that idea and fucking like tackle it. You know, fucking put a put a grindcore song up and ask someone who's in the drum and bass to cover it or some mad shit like that. I don't know. But um, I do I do think that is us. I think we've hit the end of our list. Talked about everything so. we have to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'll keep an eye on things, and if there's enough shit going on, then we'll do this again a month down the line and have another catch up. See what's happening in the world. See if we're any closer to a, a 200 capacity gig or whatever the fuck the future holds for us. You know. Um. Keep up a hoods indeed. Keep yourself safe and all that shit and try not to drink too much, but there's fuck all else today, so you may as well. And uh, yeah, all local bands keep churning shit out because, yeah, yeah, yeah we it, want it. it more. If, 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 if you're in a band and you're putting shit out and you want it covered, you know, fire us a message and we'll, um, we'll try our best to say that we don't hate you and all that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I just don't really yeah. ship music. So don't really know. ship music and we'll love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up then. So I'll sign out. Um, so we'll see you next month. And as always, keep listening to the wrong kind of music.